The Horse and Hound podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Horse and Hound Badminton Daily Podcast, which is supported by Bailey's Performance Balancer. I'm Gemma Redrup and today I'm joined by three of my Horse and Hound colleagues, Lucy Elder, Pippa Room and Martha Terry, who wasn't with us yesterday but has very kindly joined us today and for the rest of the week. And today we're sort of going to start by rounding up the um, the top few in the dressage, because of course it was the, the first day of dressage at Badminton today. And so I'm, I'm going to kick things off, if that's all right with everyone, um, and say that the, the the one that's that's in the lead is Tom McEwen on Toledo Cursor. They went in really early this morning actually um, and couldn't be beaten for the rest of the day. So they scored a 23.4. Yeah, it's amazing to be back. Uh, lovely sunny skies, amazing crowd and even better Toledo was just phenomenal from start to finish. So yeah, couldn't have been happier. And yeah, I think everyone would agree that Tom's test was really impressive. I think he was maybe a tiny bit tense in his walk, but then he maybe always is. And yeah, what did you guys think? Yeah, it was a really impressive test from Tom. He's often done tests with that horseman. They've made one small stupid mistake. They had a couple of mistakes in their test in Tokyo last year. He probably lost an individual medal at the Worlds in 2018 because the horse tripped going into one of his flying changes. But today it was essentially a mistake-free test, which is what Tom said, and he was very pleased. And I think all the work was pleasing. He does find the walk difficult, and he was a little snatchy in his head in the walk today. But apart from that, there was nothing you could fault. Yeah, the the, the quality of the... The test, as you said, Pippa, outside the walk itself was, I mean, what we expect from this pair, but it's still very impressive to watch, especially in real life, I think, as well, isn't it? When we spent so much time watching on screens and to see them there uh, in in the flesh today, it was... uh, you could see why why they achieved what they did in Tokyo. And Martha, we had Kitty King go into second as well. What what were sort of your thoughts on, on that one? Yeah, Kitty just absolutely nailed it on Vonjdi Biats today. Um, it was so lovely to watch. I think the horse has been a bit hot in the past and she was a bit worried, I think, beforehand. She said he was, I think, quite naughty yesterday and he's very cold-backed and he can play around. And then she got on a bit early and warmed up for ages and did masses of walk and it all paid off because their halt on walk was amazing. In fact, she said that um, she scored a 10, I think, and the crowd gasped and she thought that, oh no, I've gone wrong. In fact, they were just saying, look, that was amazing. He just didn't make any mistakes and he's not like a really flashy mover like Charlie Van der Heiden or something, but he just doesn't make any mistakes. He's powerful, he's really appealing and attractive and it was just wonderful to see her fulfil that potential. Yeah, and, and she's on 24.8, which is 1.4 penalties behind Tom. Yeah, very relieved and very proud of him. Um, he was really focused, really with me. It was definitely a step up from what he did at the Europeans, and yeah, I couldn't be happier with how he with how he went. And then Lucy, I'll come to you for who's in third place at the end of today. Yes, it is Molly Summerland, as you said uh, Martha just mentioned there Charlie and what a flashy horse he is so Molly and Charlie actually were just ahead they were the rider of the combination before Kitty so they very briefly held second place but their test again it was it was really beautiful to watch they are so strong in this phase uh, Molly and Charlie of course come into this as five star winners they won Le Moulin last year and Molly spoke to the press afterwards about how she did feel the pressure and she spoke to her sports psychologist this morning and they are 0.1 of a penalty I think behind Kitty so it's really close and to be coming to your first badminton to be in the top three at the end of the first day and the quality of the field and equi ratings have crunched some stats about how it is the you know the most 
competitive field, I think, or the top rated field in, in, in a long time. So to be 1.5 penalties behind the leader, Tom, who was, of course, our individual silver medalist and team gold medalist out in Tokyo. And I think we can hear a bit from Molly and her thoughts on the test now. It was great. It's such an amazing arena to ride in and I'm really glad that I didn't let him down. Um, we've never been in an arena like that, so I did feel a lot of pressure on myself. Um, but it all kind of went to plan, really. And, you know, it's our first badminton, so I know it's a big test on Saturday, but to have a good result in there today was a good start. Pippa, I'm going to come to you for who has gone into fourth place saying as a rider from one of quite a strong American t- contingent that's here this year. Can you tell us a bit more about them? Yep, so I predicted Tammy Smith to be our dressage leader at the end of today. She's actually in fourth, as you say, on 25.3 with my Baum. It was really interesting. We were watching Tammy's test on screen down in the mix zone and there were two of us watching side by side and we literally turned our heads left to see who had come into the mix zone, looked back and there were fours on the screen and we were like, what happened there? Because it was no change in the horse that we could see but he had just in that second jumped forward into canter in the half pass and made a little mistake Um, Tammy said she would have liked all the work to be more forward but when she pushed for that the horse cantered Mm. so after that she had to be more cautious and play it safe but she had that momentary mistake she was marked down in a couple of places in her flying changes but the work in between that was outstanding he is a horse who can show a lot of cadence in his trot he's a real quality horse Um, it was very interesting that Tammy said that he's barely ever performed a test on grass. He did go to Arkham last year and we think he did do a test on grass there but doesn't do much on grass at all in the US. So she said you don't get the same push on grass as you would off a surface which I thought was a really interesting point that I hadn't really heard riders talk about much before. It's, I, when you mentioned that to me about how she'd said that the horse has not really competed that much on grass. Being in Britain you're like what how could that be but then of course it is the case for for some country some other countries so it's it's a really interesting point and I think we can hear from Tammy now yeah it was um it was pretty awesome just to grow up watching Uh, my best friend texted me this morning and said we grew up watching badminton together and now it's your turn and it's special you know the I came around to do the ring familiarization and the red and white roofs you know it's still the same and um it's just unbelievable to be here We've got two riders that are sharing fifth place uh, at the end of today. Uh, first of those is Piggy March, who was riding the reigning badminton champion, actually, Vanir Kamira, and they scored a 25.7. And here were Piggy's thoughts on her test. Um, relieved. <laughs> relieved and excited. 25 point something, I think they just said. I kept looking up at the scoreboard during my test, but they weren't the marks coming up. Um, but she felt, yeah, she felt good. Really, I never, I never really breathe till I finish the test on her because it never always feels the best. Um, but as long as I can keep her smiling and keep it consistent without mistakes, she paints quite a nice picture. So I have to forget that the feel isn't always, always the bestest feel. But yeah, she was, she was great. And then the other rider also sharing fifth place is Oliver Townend and he was riding Swallow Springs who's a former Andrew Nookerson ride and this is the first fi- the first five-star competition that Oliver's actually doing on Swallow Springs since taking over the ride from Andrew Nookerson at the end of last year and here is what Oliver thought about his test. Yeah, good. Um, he's a professional, he's been here before which doesn't always make it easy because obviously Oliver had very happy memories from last time but... Um, no, he's a professional and every day he comes out and does his work and he's a pleasure to ride. 
he's basically a thoroughbred so he's not built for that department but he went in and did his job as best he could and um, that was very special for me. And I'm sure some of us had some other favourites who performed their dressage test today but perhaps aren't in the top five. Lucy, I'll come to you first. Who, who was yours? I was really impressed by badminton first-timers Fia Schoberg and DHI Mighty Dwight for Sweden. They have been to a five-star before but this is their first badminton and they were really impressive and I think they scored a 10 as well in their test and it was one of those tests we were watching on the screen and that bit looked nice and the next bit looked nice and the next bit looked nice. They just... She was riding with real maturity. It yeah. didn't look like a, a first-time test, if that makes sense. And, yeah, I was I was really chuffed with them. Uh, she, she was a, We had a lovely chat afterwards as well, and I hope they have a really, really good weekend. It's her birthday as well this week. So, oh, uh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, my personal favourite today was uh, a little black horse called My Ernie, who Helen Wilson rides. And Helen's not sort of been at this level for a few years but is back now with this super cool little horse who I think is quite quirky from what she said like he hates to be caught in the field (laughs) Uh, and she bought him actually very cheaply because he was so quirky in 2018 and he only did and then she hunted him extensively she field mastered off him actually with the the, uh, with the Surrey Union I believe and um, he did his first ever BE event at one which was a 100 in 2019 and now he's here and we've had COVID in that time she said she's broken a leg as well and her finger and he's here and I saw him canter around Bicton last year and Burnham Market a couple of weeks ago and he looked incredible I'm I'm a big fan that's pretty that's <laughs> pretty impressive talking of broken legs I spoke to a first timer Hector Payne earlier he broke his leg last year and had a long time out of the sport and he said that it's taken him longer to come back than he expected and he apologizes if he's a bit tired at the end of the course he hasn't been able to do as much running as he normally would so he was uh, one of the first timers who was uh, on good form down in the mix zone after their test today i have to say that um, hazel shannon did a great test today the australian rider who i mentioned yesterday as a contender for the glen Trull trophy i feel like um my punditry is not going that well because i'm not sure she's going to be far enough down to move up a long way <laughs> because she did a probably a much better test than expected she said it's always her goal to get below 30 this is the first time she's managed it at five star and she said i'm stoked in reaction oh, to that nice. so it was nice Brilliant. to see her so happy even if i am not going to be winning the prize for the person who predicts the glen Trule trophy winner <laughs> <laughs> if that's a thing and how about you martha were there any extras for you that you enjoyed today yeah i was really impressed by emily king and yeah. valmy biatz um I always have a little look for the Biatz horses because I visited the stud and it is quite impressive what's gone into yeah. producing these amazing horses. And um, what Emily just said, he's never, he couldn't do flying changes two years ago mm. and she's gone into the top 10. So yeah. um, I think that's a pretty brilliant result. And she's just so elegant on a horse. She really rides a really nice test. Um, she said he's mega cross country, so I think they've got all to play for. Brilliant. Well, we will be back after this very short break. The Horse and Hound Badminton Daily Podcast is supported by Bailey's Performance Balancer, the perfect low-calorie balancer for all working good doers to help build muscle and top line without adding to the waistline. (laughs) 
So, Pippa, I know at lunchtime today you power walked around the cross-country course. <laughs> but that was your first look because um, you hadn't had a chance before. Obviously, you've been in Kentucky. So I really want to ask you, how, having been in Kentucky last week, how does this the badminton track this year compare to that track last week? Yeah, it was really interesting having been in Kentucky last week. The Kentucky Horse Park is very different to badminton. It's a very sort of manicured setup, beautiful in a different way to the way that badminton is beautiful. And they present the course very differently, a lot of flowers. And I think at Kentucky it can be easy to underestimate the course because it's so nicely presented, it probably looks more inviting than badminton. Whereas badminton can look quite raw and daunting, I think. And, you know, all the riders have just said, it's massive, it's huge. Um, I, don't, I think I've heard all the words for large today from the riders <laughs> yeah. between them. But um, yeah, it, w- it was really interesting to see that. Obviously, a lot of talk about the intensity in the Vicarage Ditch area from the riders today. But, you know, Janelle Price said it's all very fair. It's right in front of the horses. There are no tricks. And yeah, I think Ros Cantor had a, a good insight when she said that if a horse likes to jump big fences on good distances, they'll be fine. But if a horse starts to lose confidence, there's nowhere really to rebuild it. Yeah. So I think that's true. But yeah, for sure, it was interesting to see those two five-star tracks uh, sort of in close in close proximity of time. Um, very differently, very differently presented is my main impression. It's really interesting. And we're actually on uh, Friday's podcast on the second day of dressage. We will be including some of some of those rider, top riders thoughts uh, on this year's badminton track so it'll be really interesting to hear from them now ahead of the second day of dressage i'm going to ask for some predictions again it's my favorite thing to do uh so martha i'll come to you first who who do you think is gonna go go into sort of one of the top few places tomorrow yeah i'm gonna go a bit left field because i think um there are some very obvious picks which i'm I'm sure we will cover, but um, I want to flag up Bubby Upton. Um, she is the most impressive 23-year-old I think I've ever met, trying to manage to go to badminton and do a university degree at the same time. Um, but I think really she's she's bringing Cola, her um, young rider horse, and I think she's really not here to make up the numbers. She would be disappointed if she doesn't score in the 20s. She's very likely to go into the top 10, um, you know, whether she'll stay there at the end of the day two, but uh, she'll, she'll put up a pretty good fight. And maybe it's naivety, maybe it's lack of experience, but she's, she, you know, she's really excited about what lies ahead. She doesn't yeah. seem to be very nervous at all. And yeah, it's, it's really interesting, Martha, as well, because I had a really long chat with Bubby's groom today, uh, Katie, and... I mean, they all work really hard, but it was really interesting to hear how the team Upton, if you like, works with, with like you say, Bubby having been away at university for some of the, some of the weeks leading up to. So yeah, that's one of the we're doing a groom a groom feature a day here on the Horse and Hair website. So make sure you check that one out when it is up. Did Katie tell you she's not allowed to walk the course? Yes, she did, because she said she got to fence one at Bicton last year and went, oh, my God, and Bubba was like, never again. Uh, Pippa, yeah, who are you thinking tomorrow that we should be keeping an eye on? Well, mine isn't left field, but I think Laura Collett's an obvious pick with London 52. She is quite early in the day tomorrow in the first session at 10.26 on Friday. So I think, yep. Another of our Olympic gold medalists challenging our uh, our current leader, also an Olympic team gold medalist. So from teammates last year to rivals this year, I think London 52 definitely can go ahead of Toledo. We would all say that he is naturally the better dressage horse. So if she doesn't make any mistakes, I think she could be hot to take the lead. And Lucy, how about yourself? Um, I'm going to also go slightly left field. I mean, there's another very... Uh, 
big obvious one in there, which we haven't yet mentioned, which I'm sure we'll come to. But I think everybody should be watching CFH Kuliza. I don't think she's probably going to be right up at the top end of the leaderboard tomorrow. I'd love to be proved wrong. But she was so impressive at Poe last year where she finished second. I love a mare as well. And she's got a real heart. So I think... Yeah, I think if you haven't already got her on your one to watch list, you should definitely be making a mark of her. I also think, I think Lordship's Gruffalo, Ros Cantor's second ride here this week, is one that people should be watching. That horse is very, is very consistently scoring in the sort of mid 20s. So, again, a good day wouldn't be out of the question for her to be right up there, but I think she. I think I, I'm predicting that she's certainly going to be at the business end of the leaderboard heading into cross country day. I actually saw Ros working Lordship's Graffalo down in one of the practice arenas when I was Did on my you? way back from my course walk at lunchtime, and he looked very smart. I will add another star next to their name. Everyone <laughs> to watch tomorrow. And CHF Colizer, of course, is Tom McEwan's second ride. So if he can yeah, get another one up there, that would be pretty pretty cool for him. I'm going for the big obvious one to quote Lucy <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, Oliver Townend and Ballamore Class who don't really need any introduction at all. The horse has recently scored his best his best ever score at Western Park in the build up to, to this event when it was a, a score in the teens so yeah I think it, he, he will be de- hopefully definitely there or thereabouts. Can I have another one? Go on then. <laughs> At the other end of the scale from Bobby, I think we mustn't overlook William Foxpit and Little Fire, who are very likely to finish around mid-twenties, I would think. Um, that seems to be their sort of average. And he, he knows what it's like to win uh, a five-star. He's won more five-stars than anyone else, and I think would be idiots to miss him out. I think um, hopefully William will get the test right with Little Fire because he did trot up the centre line today on Oratorio and turn in the wrong direction. So he said afterwards he was pleased with the horse. It was a shame about the jockey, but hopefully he'll be on it tomorrow with Little Fire. And so just last question for you guys. Do you think we're going to see a massive shuffle at the top of the leaderboard tomorrow? Or do you think who we've seen today, mostly, who are still going to be there tomorrow? I don't think it's going to be massive. I don't think it's going to be one of those days. I mean, at Kentucky last week, the top seven after dressage all came from the second day. I don't think that's what we're going to see. I think we'll see maybe three... I think there are three horses, two horses who could go ahead of Tom. But I would say we will see maybe three or four come into the top ten, but probably quite an evenly balanced top ten with quite a lot coming from from today, from the first day of dressage would be my prediction to dive in first. I, I agree with Pippa, uh, especially as we were talking about on ahead of the first day of dressage that Thursday morning was very front-loaded in terms of I think the first 10 riders three there were three gold medalists within realizing current gold medalist Tom obviously a team gold medalist an individual silver medalist we had the reigning world champion we had the reigning European champion all before the judges had had time for their coffee (laughs) and straight after the coffee break we had the defending badminton champions so it was a very heavy front-loaded start to the competition so I think there's certainly a few that we've previewed here will will shuffle up that leaderboard slightly but I would be surprised if it is a complete overhaul yeah I can't see Tom going lower than third I think 23 yeah. is is an awesome score yeah um sure. you know how many more record breakers are there in the field yeah you know it's, yeah. it's looking good for him well great thank you so much guys for joining me and yeah like I say on the Friday podcast on the second day of dressage We will have plenty more where this came from, including what riders are thinking about the cross-country track, which they will tackle on Saturday. So thank you all very much. And again, thank you very much to Bailey's Performance Balancer, who are supporting the Horse and Hound Badminton Daily Podcast.